0: Ah, oh, this world is becoming quick and sand, but I'm telling you, hallelujah. I'm glad to know a father this morning, amen, that knows how to make a way where there seems to be no way. Can move upon us and help us in trying times and storm times and assure us everything's going to be all right. Amen, 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 amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. It's good to see you all in the house of the Lord today. Come to worship and magnify and exalt no one else but our Heavenly Father. Amen. our supply, our way maker here today. Let me say it's good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord this morning. It is an honor of ours to have all the guests with us. Come to worship the Lord with us. appreciate it so much. Those of you that took out the time to come and be with either a dad or Paul, Paul, or maybe both or but it's good just to have you to come and to worship the Lord with us and give him glory in this house and praise in this house amen Uh, don't forget probably around about 1130 or so all the classes will be coming back in amen we'll take a little more time to honor the fathers amen so we love you and appreciate you today go let our classes go back man got a beautiful lesson today a powerful lesson and uh, We'll probably intertwine some of the father's business right in the midst of it amen praise god god's good to us isn't he? amen god's good to us brother andy it's good to see you thank god for what he's doing for you and sister debbie and working that situation all out amen my my you trust the lord and rely upon him and we are not just up to now but He's doing such a good job. We, should, we there ain't no sense in changing directions now, Amen. Hallelujah. God putting this thing together, working it out. We believe He's going to do the same. In all there is, and you know what? He'll do the same for you and I. Praise God. Amen. He can, He can, He can work on our behalf. He can help us. You know, we thank God for uh, man's help and assistance, and even a lot of that wouldn't wouldn't come to fruition without the hand of the Lord and the blessings of God and giving us talents and skills and abilities, amen, to accomplish these things. So all good things, brother Ford done mentioned this morning, comes from above. All the good gifts and the abilities, amen, to accomplish, achieve things that would glorify the Lord, that would give Him honor, amen. And so we're just blessed to be here. Amen. Blessed to be able to call on him and to move for us. But got a good lesson. Amen. Uh, tying in basically with last week's lesson. Amen. The overlooked. And uh, this lesson's gonna tie in a amen to uh, we could say a man, the untouchable, but Jesus was willing to reach out and touch them. The hands of Jesus. Amen. And so as we follow that example of the Spirit, through obedience, through true humbleness and meekness as a vessel of God, as a vessel of the Holy Ghost, man, it's it's not about us. It's not bringing people to us. It's bringing people to Jesus Christ. He's the one that can touch the leopard and heal him. He's the one that can take a a life that's been so tormented by the devil and turn it around in one visitation. He's the one that can take a life that's made multiple bad decisions, choices. And then all of a sudden said, you know what, I'm going to make the right one. He's the one. And this is where our hope lies. This is the love that we want to manifest. This is the one that we want to lead others to. This is the one that you and I had to come to. This is the one that you and I had to cast all of our cares at his feet. This is the one that you and I had to be touched by him. This is the one that you and I had to partake of his spirit, and of his name, and of his kingdom. Amen. It's really about Jesus. It really is. The Bible calls him the chief cornerstone, calls him the lily of the valley, the bright morning star, the fairest of 10,000. Man, all of our hope lies in him. Man, he was the one that told us. He said, I'm going away, but I'm coming back. If you believe in God, believe also in me. I'm coming. I'm going to prepare a place, but I'm coming. I'm not looking for anyone else. And I'm not flying off over here to find him. I'm not getting an automobile and driving down yonder to find him either. When he comes, don't worry. He's, he's the one that's going to snatch us up. It doesn't matter if we're in the grave or if we're walking upon this earth. He's the only Savior. He's the only name. His name is the only name that's been given under heaven whereby we must be saved. I'm not fixing to change names. Amen. My ear is not tuning in and looking for another gospel. I've experienced this one, and I know what it can do. Amen. How it can set me free. How it can make me whole. Amen. And so you and I become that testimony, become that witnessing power. Not unto ourselves, but unto him. But unto him. Amen. None like Jesus Christ. Praise God. The hands of Jesus. We know the scriptures taught us that the church, the church is the body of Jesus. He's the head. We're the body. Amen. We're the body. We're the hands and the feet and basically the mouthpiece. You might say the fivefold ministry and witnessing that we do. Amen. To help others, to testify to others, to sow the good seed of the word of God. Amen. And uh, our lesson does a good job in, in, in when it talks about, amen, those that society has cast away. And um, possibly, maybe we've done it. <laughs> maybe we have given up sometimes and just our patience run out, our long-suffering run out. <laughs> amen but thank god a man that's all seeing eye this one that knows this one a man that can go beyond our abilities goes beyond our our skills and talents uh there's one thing not even prior to this lesson but in the last few weeks it's really just been on my heart and in my spirit amen the realization of the weakness of flesh amen uh, we're living in a world that highlights highlights the the energy and the strength and the ability of men a man and of women man, humankind uh, we We enthroned them a man sometime in the political world. We enthrone them in the athletical world whenever they come up and they start achieving things and running the mile quicker than the previous one, hit more home runs than the previous one. And we begin to elevate them. And, uh, uh, but uh, how often, how often that after this elevation, a lot of times when real study and insight begins to happen, we realize that again, they still have weaknesses and failures and shortcomings and even some use means and methods and ways to acquire these things that was illegal. <laughs> Amen. It, it, it disqualified them. You know Paul warns us about that himself after preaching to others. And he's also the one that taught us. He said I didn't come with enticing words a man's wisdom but I came with what? With a demonstration of the spirit. The spirit of God, the Spirit of this Heavenly Father, Amen. This is Father's Day, Amen. You ever walked up to somebody and you didn't know them personally, but you knew their dad or possibly their their papa or grandpa, or whatever. You could see the resemblance, and you start questioning them. Do you know such and such? Yeah, I know them. Uh, that's my that's my dad, or that's my. I said, Yeah, I can see that. I can see the image. I can see the likeness. The scriptures taught us, amen, that we don't have just the image of an earthly man. But the scriptures taught us to have the image of a heavenly father. Wow. Praise God. Amen. Thank God for the Holy Ghost that changes our image. Amen. That helps us. Portray a different image, a man than who we are, but we portraying an image of a heavenly father. We we portraying an image of one that you can put your hope in, that you can you can you can bundle up all of your little little eggs and put them in this basket. In fact, it's the only basket when you talk about salvation. It's the only basket when you talk about healing. When nobody else, when no other man can heal you, this man can heal you. When no other man can do the surgery on the heart, this man can do the surgery on the heart. A man. when no other man can deliver you from that demonical force and that shipwreck and that wreck after wreck and after failing after failings. Amen, but this God is the one. This is the man, a man that has proved himself. This is a man that has been tempted and tried, but yet was never found with sin, but yet this is the man, man that can be touched with our infirmities can be touched with our sincerity and honesty with all the weakness that still envelops around us and bombards against us this is the one amen that we're going to portray to the world this is the one that we want to let the rest of the world know because he saved me he can save you could this be the reason that the apostle of the gentiles at one time a man as he addressed himself but if you watch him addressing himself as time around finally to the place calling himself the chief of sinners the the one that persecuted the church the one that had men and women a man thrown in prison in jail it was at his feet they laid the coats at the first martyr that we read about in the New Testament but yet this is the man a man that was introduced to the man called Jesus Christ that was on a journey a man with letters in his pocket to persecute those that believed in him that was going there to persecute and drag them and bring them back to Jerusalem and have them cast in prison and possibly being put to death But on that journey, a man, the man called Jesus, a man, a man out of the heavens, the Bible, one place calls him the man that sits on the circle of the earth. Ooh, praise God. Anybody know this man called Jesus? Amen. If you ever really be introduced to him, if you ever really get into his presence, if you ever really feel his love and his touch in your life, nobody can touch you like he can touch you. Nobody can save you like he can save you. Nobody can turn your life around. Amen. And you don't have to worry about taking him up to three or four days and three or four months. I tell you, this God can turn you around in one service, one encounter. Amen. With this God. And so this is the message. Amen. Is his hands. It's his feet. Amen. is his mouthpiece. Amen. It's earthen vessels that's filled with the heavenly treasure called the Holy Ghost. And a lot of people, amen, don't even want to call it the Holy Ghost anymore. But yet it's the Holy Ghost. It's the spirit of that departed one that you and I walk in the likeness of and the image of and the, being led by it. Those that those are called the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. And those that are led by the spirit of God are going to live victorious lives. But it's not victorious for themselves. They want to lead them to the one that can give everybody victory for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and through this man the whole world can be saved and ought to be saved but we, you and I know by the scriptures are not but you know what that's not my, my place to draw the lines it's not my place upon their surf to decide who's going to believe it who's not going to believe it but my responsibility amen is a soul the gospel the good tidings, the good news that a savior has come I know him for myself because he delivered me he's set me free. I battled with this and I battled with that but you know what I met one called Jesus and since I met him and when I cast my lot with him, when I humbled myself unto him, I found help I couldn't find any other place. I spent everything I've got. I've been seeking for it for 12 years but all of a sudden I heard of a man called Jesus and only when I had an issue that was flowing out of me that nobody could stop. Ooh. Hallelujah. There's a lot of issues that's flowing out of America and out of our world, but there's only one that can heal the issues. There's only one that can turn it around. There's only one that can get the bitterness and the envy and the strife and the murder and the hatred and everything out of the hearts. And I'm telling you, we're blessed. Amen. We're blessed to know this man called Jesus, to know him in the power of truth. To know him and the power of his spirit. To know him and the power of his long suffering. His mercy and his love. We've experienced that not only in the first, first encounter. But I just wonder how often in my walk with him. That I have had to experience that long suffering again. And again. And again. <laughs> Amen. Especially when you and I are willing. To come to that realization. And come to ourself like that prodigal son. The bible says when he came to himself <laughs> when he come to the realization that at daddy's house at daddy's house there's bread for everybody There is a bread, and in that bread, there's a healing in that bread. There's a satisfaction in that bread that money can't buy it. Gold and silver can't purchase it. Positions in the world can't attain it. There's a a comfort, there is an assurance, there's a satisfaction. Amen, you know why our world's in such a turmoil? Because they are so unsatisfied. They're so, uh, so, you know, uh, 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 no peace is in them, no satisfaction. They're looking for this and looking for that, but this is the place to find it. This is where the answer's at. You and I have the answer through the baptism of the Holy Ghost and introducing to them Jesus Christ. Because then we can walk into hospital rooms when the doctors are saying we've done all we can do. We can walk into hospital rooms when, when the medical world says, hey, we've gave him our best. We've even took chances, amen, and stepped out from around things, amen, and used, amen, medication that we were just trying and hoping in. But there's still a name. There is still a Savior. There's still one that paid a price some over 2,000 years ago with 39 stripes. And if you got faith in him, hallelujah, the faith, amen, hallelujah, you pray over him, you believe one thing, God can raise him up. But it's God's business not to, you know God knows best. But you know what, even I can go beyond that if God doesn't see to heal me. I found out that his grace is sufficient. I can find a strength and energy and help in the grace of God that I can walk down the same pathway that others have to walk down. It may be some kind of handicap. It may be some mineral handicap it may be something or something else and just cause god don't deliver me from it don't mean he doesn't love me and that he can't do it but god says i want to use the vessel just like it is i want to show the grace of god and show everybody else with my grace i can do things that your medicine can't do i can do things that your surgeons can't do i can get in this vessel give it strength and energy and peace and ability amen to be victorious Nobody like our God. There's nobody like Jesus Christ. You ain't met anybody until you met Jesus. And I'm telling you, he's the top of the list. He's the top. Hallelujah. There's not going to be another one. There's not going to be another one. Praise God. And so, I'm, I'm going to come back to the lesson connection. I'm going to come back to that, Okay. But let's talk about the topic, the lesson, the commentary, the, the, the Old Testament. It talks about the leopards and the leprosy. And I know I didn't read. Maybe I should. The lesson's a big idea. I will be the hands of Jesus to people. Society has cast aside. <laughs> Praise God. You know. There's a lot to be said about that to, uh, to be willing to touch the untouchable. You go, you focus first in Mark 1 and 41. And Jesus moved with compassion and put forth his hand and touched him and saith unto him, I will be thou clean. Think about that one a minute. They had leopards. He was a leopard. And he told him to be clean. One problem with man's religion. All that man's religion can do is put a band-aid over the tumor. Man-made stuff. Man's buildings, regardless of how talented they might be, how much charisma they got, how much they can quote the scriptures and blow us away by talking about history and stories. And man, you never heard a man like that. Well, Hitler was the same way. Anybody want to follow him? <laughs> no, he was destroyer all he was it was a destroyer of all of humanity so we get to see glimpses of some of this but but when we when we talk about this now and uh and in fact and i'm going to mention them but uh being clean there there is a difference uh, anybody everybody likes to be clean When you go to a restaurant or a place to eat, what's some of the first things you start looking around at? You know, they can can give free ice cream away. But if I walk in there and there's roaches running over my plate and right around on the ceiling. You know, I got to dig two or three out of the ice cream cone for a put. You can have your free ice cream. I'll go buy mine. Praise God. Amen, okay? And so, whoo, praise God. And, and, and so, same way, I, I want to be a clean vessel for Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to be a clean vessel. And uh, you're going to notice the response to this, this disease called leprosy. Time won't allow us this morning. But, um, and, and, and we're not sure. I, I, I depend on, I told some I'm not, I'm not downplaying don't, so don't take me wrong here. But, you know, there are some scriptures in here that uh, some that, you know, the very simple can understand it. And then there's other scriptures that even the scholars scratch their head and they ponder and they guess at it. And they'll tell you that. We're really not sure to the fullness what that. And so, you know, even with the, this Bible, <laughs> I find myself sometimes looking up some of those scriptures I want some answers to. And they don't even acknowledge it. They just bypass it, you know. I'm going, gee, that's real good. I had a whole lot of hope, that y'all was going to help me out with this, you know. <laughs> Amen. And so, but if you go back and you look at Leviticus 13 and 14, these are the two chapters that God, God had spoke to Moses and how to deal with leprosy, and it's called the plague of leprosy. The first part of that 13th chapter, it deals and in, in, in introduces it to us in a way. And I'm going to talk about some of the first times it was introduced. And uh, there's different ways of how leprosy apparently would come. Sometimes, if you go back to that 13th and first few verses, you're going to see where it, didn't, it wasn't like somebody had done anything to cause them to attain leprosy. It just happens to show up, and there it is. And so he deals with that individual. But, but uh, the point I was going to make, even in here, it says, we really don't have an idea where the plague of leprosy came from. Okay? Now, God uses it. God uses it. You're going to notice. You're going to notice in our lesson today. God uses it sometimes as a form of judgment. I can't tell you this. Whenever you was diagnosed with leprosy, it was almost like a Death sentence. Okay. Especially when you knew that it was leprosy. And, and leprosy was such a disease and such a, and the method that it worked and the form that it worked. And it's likened unto a sin. Sin. Uh, and we would we liken unto unto it as cancer today. That would be a better term for us today. And, um, but as we watch this and uh, begin to see some things unfold about leprosy in the 11th, uh, Leviticus 13 and 14. But he gave Moses of means and ways to, first of all, to examine it. Uh, anybody could diagnose themselves or have someone diagnose them if that might be leprosy. But they would have to go to the priest. And I'm talking about the first now. I'm not talking about the le- le- leprosy at the house, and there's there's different type of leprosy. Watch this, leprosy in the house. Uh, they, some of you probably won't put your fingers in your ears. <laughs> it, was, it was likened unto mold in the house. And everybody knows what that can do and what that can cause and how expensive it can be. And it can actually be cause death if it's not dealt with if you don't know it, and you have the right lung problems and things of that nature, okay? So, and then there is the leprosy of the garments that can get into the garments. But the first part is dealing with the individual, and he gives Moses instructions to Aaron and his sons. And so you'd have to, you have to bring them to Aaron and his sons. They are the ones that will decide and uh, for some people that think the man of God ought to know everything at a drop of a hat and first a little glimpse, well, let's go to Leviticus 13, chapter. And there you're going to see that sometimes they come and certain things would happen, and they would have to put them, separate them, and put them up for seven days. And then after the seven days, they would re examine it. And it depend on what that see and that place, that rising, Amen. And the colors of it and, and the hair in it and would turn white or things of that, that would take place. You go and read all that. I just won't have time. There's about, I think, 50-something verses in both of those chapters. And there's a lot to it. And there's so much. But, but another way was watch it. You could watch that same little place. But if it turned dark and, and uh, if it didn't continue on, if it stayed, in other words, and didn't increase. And a man, the, the, the priest could say, hey, you're clean. And he could let him go. But if you read on, you're going to see. But if that individual carried on for a little while, and then he began to notice that the scab and it began to increase, and he had to come back to the priest. And so the priest would examine it again, and he would call him unclean. And so there was a process. But understand something only the priest could call him clean. Or unclean. He could not diagnose himself. He could not determine, or he couldn't allow anyone of his own family to do it. He had to come to the house of God. Amen. Because leprosy is a type of sin. If, if people think in the world that we're living and the time that we're living, and boy, we know a little bit about being separated, don't we? The pandemic, amen. How it's still even working today uh, to a certain degree, but thank God no nowhere near it. Amen. And so we draw lines and we begin to do things to what? To help keep keep ourselves clean boy the sanitizing world got rich I'm sure they had to. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. And where you was looking, there's these little bottles and these things like this and that. Amen. Your hands is being sanitized and doing this. I'm not against none. I'm just telling you, that, hey, watch, let's watch this. Let's watch this connection. Let's watch what happens. Amen. Why? Why was that so important? Because we didn't want to, we didn't, nobody wanted, anybody wants COVID. To, you know, you messed up in your head if you want COVID. And you messed up in your head if you want leprosy. If you messed up in your head if you want cancer. You know, if you want some attention. I just find a lot better ways to do that. You know, get out in the middle of the road and paint your hair blue or something. You know, praise God. It'll be about the same results. But anyway, as, as you watch some of this unfold and take place. You know, so so some of this is, this is the type of tension you don't want. And we don't want to be a part of it. But but watch this. If you ever watch people that really begins to give themselves over to sin and to unrighteous, ungodliness, There seems to be no end to it. I'm going to go from one extreme to the other. Now we're going to watch the spirit of iniquity. Hey, I'm telling you, the world that we're living in. I'm watching it. I see it. I'm seeing it unfolding. Amen. If there's ever been a time that you and I need a high priest, I'm thankful today we got a high priest. Amen. thankful today I don't have to wait to a certain time and once of a year. And I'm thankful, God, that we don't just roll our sins forward. But I know one that can watch. And he told, and Ananias told Paul, washing away thy sins. The very guy I was talking about was persecuting the church. So God's made a way and a method, amen, that you and I can be washed and that we can be cleansed. And believe this or not, they would have to. Go through the same process. If you go back and study that Leviticus 13 and 14, Amen. Even when they was pronounced clean, they would have to watch them wash themselves. In fact, in one place, Amen. If it was right, he had to shave all the hair of his body except where the scab was at, Amen. And then they would watch that and watch them hairs for another seven days. And sometimes it would take 14 days, Amen, before for this process to work out and to see the results of it and what's going to unfold, Amen. And buddy, I tell you what it really gets into some depthness, Amen. Because the New Testament talks about the works of the flesh. Amen. And it talks about the fruits of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And we can watch some of this and such were some of you. But thank God that you and I, amen, that we can be watched. We have a plan. God's got a plan. Amen. And please don't, don't, don't I want to be careful here, but at the same time, amen, uh, you're going to watch it. Even at the end of this lesson, amen, the results. Uh, That's one reason, uh, well, I believe it's dangerous to focus so much on your past. Of what I went through, and what I had to deal with, and how I was raised. If you listen to that voice, that's the problem of our nation today. Everybody wants to be, you know, justified. And everybody wants, everybody wants to have a million dollar check signed over to have my mamas and daddies and grandmas and grandpas, and I'm not picking on just one bunch, folks. If we're not careful, that's a weapon of the devil. To justify why I do what I do. Why I live the way I live. Why I respond to life the way I do. I'm... I'm, (laughs) So, as we watch this unfold, and take place, this is where we become such powerful witnesses unto them that I have been set free. I have been delivered. And that past is not going to dictate the rest of my life. I'm a new creature. I'm a new creation. I've been washed. And this is... The power of Jesus' hands. The power of you and I as earthen vessels to witness of the encounter we've had with him. The visitations of Jesus in our lives. So, as you watch some of this. Now, let's look at it from the way the lesson's written. Remember, last week he he chose children. Remember? as overlooked and but yet it covered a lot of areas okay uh probably everybody in this room felt feels like you've been overlooked in some form some fashion sometimes somehow okay it might be small it might be big uh and then there's certain groups that felt like they've been overlooked and then we just start talking about things of that nature, you know. Uh, and, but now, as we come here, he's, he's using this same kind of as a principle, as a means of leprosy, that isolated people, that caused them to be separated, that caused them to be separated from their family, that caused them to be separated from certain ones, and but as that separation began to unfold, and, and this is what began to happen what they called leopard's colonies. Hmm. Now, I want you to just hold with me a minute here. Now, you watch this. I still remember, I barely vaguely, but I remember Sister Nora Freeman. I'm sure possibly that's who the writer, uh, the individual, he was talking about, the writer's talking about here to a certain degree without going into any details. But I remember her testimony and going over a man. And uh, they wouldn't have a whole lot of results until God moved upon her. And she didn't want to. She fought against it. She resisted it at start with. that She didn't want to do it. To visit those leopards' colonies. To actually go in and lay hands on them. To minister to them. To, to nurse them. And to hold them. And, and come on. It's contagious. You got to remember that. Leprosy was contagious. And so you got people, because if you watch leprosy, I can take you to the ten. But, but leprosy has a tendency to eat ears off, open sores, things. And I, I'm not trying to sound too gross. I'm just, I'm just painting a picture out right there, because sin will do the same way, especially spiritually, and on the mind and the heart and the vessel. It'll show up. Demand. And so, if you'll watch even today, we got some leopards colonies. I'd call them more like drug colonies. Alcoholic colonies. sinful colonies. But it's the same thing. Same results. (laughs) When society can't pass enough laws, legislation... And, and put enough punishment on them to stop them. The best they can do is just start shoving them out to tombs. When their chains and their, their ropes won't bind them and keep them in a restricted place. Hey, I've always said this. I didn't just start saying preaching this, folks. Maybe 2% that you send to prison... That prison changes them to the good. But if you can get them in the presence of Jesus. Now there's, there's a phone. I'm going to cover that. Don't worry. Thank God for his compassion and all that. But, but watch this. When the leopard came to Jesus. Who done what? Jesus didn't go to this leopard. The key the, the verse here. But the leopard came to him. When you make up in your mind and your heart, boy, I'm I'm bucking, that's all right. I'm gonna bucket, buddy. Because it's spiritually and it's right. But if a lunatic can drag some two to six thousand demons to a place where he has no church, no pastor, no choir, no youth leaders, no youth group, zip. If anything he had was when he come down to town, mamas and daddies grabbing their babies and locking doors and shutting windows and shutting business down. Comes that wild thing that's up in the tomb screaming. We got them. I watched one walking that back door back in one night. Now, I know we got handles for it. It's called drugs. But those drugs opens the door up. So the demonic forces can step in. So that's it's so important. Have the Holy Ghost and be led by the Spirit of God to be a witness unto them. Because you know what? He can deliver every single one of them. He can set them free. He proves that. So what I'm trying to get us, I guess, to understand this morning... Leopard and leopard sea and, and what it's about and uh, the results of it. Amen. One of the first times you read about leopard sea, God uses it on His called out man, called Moses. Moses is debating with God and telling God, "God, I'm not good enough. I can't talk good enough." God, you've you messed up. you got the wrong guy called. <laughs> and finally in God's debate with him and trying to persuade him, he said, what you got in your hands? a stick. Throw it down. He throws it down and he turns into a serpent. He said, pick it up by the tail. How many of y'all pick up serpents, even black snakes and chicken snakes? And by the tail. I'm not picking them up by the tail. I'm not picking them up by the head. I'm not picking them up at all. There's some things you don't flirt with. <laughs> That's me, okay? <laughs> but anyway, I don't even want to get on that topic. I had a run-in with one this week at the house. He didn't last long. The run-in didn't last long. Huh. He showed me that little white mouth, but it didn't do him no good. Because inside that little white mouth, there's two little things that can fill you full of venom. So I cut his head off. Throwed him in the bushes. <laughs> and so here, Moses, in this debate with God, he tells him, he said, put your hand in your bosom. He said, pull it out. And the Bible said it's white as snow with the leprosy. Man, when you think about leopards, you think it ought to be black and withered up, and you know. But it's white as snow, and so he uses that. And he said, "Put it back in." He puts it back in. And he said, "Pull it back out." He pulls it back out, and it's just like it was. And so God uses this as what, because Moses knew, knew that hey, that was a death sentence. It's a done deal. This is not the only time. But even in Moses' life, he uses it again. The time that Aaron and, and Miriam rise up against him. And God uses leprosy. He struck Miriam with leprosy. And immediately, Aaron, Aaron, the high priest, if you please, cries out for Moses to pray for her. That we have sinned. That she wouldn't die. So... We, we, we get a little better idea about the wages of sin and the effects and how it's got to be dealt with. We see this even in the Old Testament, the process of the death, burial, and resurrection of repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Regardless of what all these others are saying, I'm telling you, it's essential by the word of God. If you're going to win the battle against sin and against the spirit of iniquity, this is the only way. But watch this. This is the only way to be clean. Clean. Watch, Watch how this really unfolds. You, you can go to other times, such as in Deuteronomy 24 and 8. eight. He says, take heed in the plague of leprosy." In other words, watch. The new writer told us, he said, be vigilant, be sober, touch not the unclean. And people want to say, oh, y'all just think y'all better than everybody else, because y'all don't want to socialize with us. No. <laughs> If I don't want to get messed up in drugs and alcohol, and I'm talking about elements that can ruin your life, okay? That's all I'm doing. You know what? If I don't want to wind up with a divorce of my wife, I'm not going to get in the vehicle with two or three, amen, man that's ripping and running and going to bars and running around on their wives. Okay? All right? That's the reason, amen, the scripture says, amen, about busybodies. And things of that nature. If they have that mentality and got that spirit, the best thing you and I is to separate ourselves. Get some distance there. Because it's contagious. Huh. In fact, the Bible says evil Communication. That's the reason we have to watch when we're sitting at the privacy of our own house and we own that little deal and we're watching everybody's Facebooks. (laughs) That's a form of communication. I don't want to know about everybody's failures and dirty laundry and... I don't want to know all that. I'm gonna pray for them. Okay, so don't get me wrong. And there's a difference. There's a difference in somebody calling and wanting to help to be delivered, than those that are parading it and, and 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 with a brass spirit to advertise it and bragging about it. Look where we at. Look what we're doing. I, I, this ain't in the notes. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. <laughs> So, why is all this so dangerous? Gehazi. Gehazi. I got about 12 minutes. Gehazi. You know, the time with Naaman. Now, watch the power. What's the power of this? Huh. How did Naaman find out that he was a leopard in Syria? He was, he was mildly, the Bible said he was used to the Lord. Apparently in Syria they didn't have to isolate themselves and separate themselves. Catch that. If the priest the Ionic priest and the word of God says come out for a moment and be separate. Don't worry about what they're doing down the road. They may be mixing and mingling. Paul's got some writings about eating with certain people. And he talks about who they are. There's some you can mingle with, and some you can't. Right? And and so to be because we're clean people and we're godly people. And we gotta keep ourselves there. So so watch this as it unfolds. (laughs) And so with Naaman, this powerful witness was a little maid that Naamanim had went out and captured and brought to his house to be his wife's maid. Read it closely. Who told Naaman? It wasn't the little maid. Read it close. It wasn't. But some of the other servants and those that had access to the king is the one that brought it to his attention. Listen to what this little maid said. She said, if my Lord would just go to Israel, the prophet, the man of God... Cleanse him of his leprosy. Watch what the king does, the king of Syria now. When it's brought to his attention, man, he's all for it. Yeah, I'll write the king a letter. Naaman, and I'll send it with you. So Naaman takes it to the king, the king of Israel. The king of Israel almost has a heart attack. He says, Is this guy crazy? What's the matter with him? He says, I'm not God. Can't cleanse this man of leprosy. But thank God, the Bible has taught us that the man of God, Elisha, heard that the king had rent his garments. When he found out why, he just tells the king, hey, just send him down here to us. Just let him come to the house of God. Let's just get him in the presence of Jesus. Let's just let him feel the Shekinah glory. Let's let him be introduced to a power that he's never been introduced to before. Let's offer something, present something, Hallelujah! That's far different. Man, I'm telling you, I've I, 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 <laughs> but it's still right. It's still right. The church can save them. God can save them when everything else has failed them. When everything else has come up short. When everything else didn't seem to work. If they're willing to be saved. If they're willing to be set free. If they're willing to be delivered. Now if they're not. Knock them in the head. I ain't being ugly. But that's the best thing you could do. Because when they don't want to be delivered and they're not willing to be delivered, they're not going to be delivered. But when you reach a point place, I'm ready to be clean. I'm ready to be set free. I'm ready to be made whole. Hallelujah, there's only one to come. And when you begin to cry out and call on his name, guess what? A preacher's going to show up. A church is going to show up. A saint of God's going to show up. Somebody's got the message going to show up and it don't matter where they're at. Praise God. Praise God. And So now we see the power of this unfolding and and taking place as we we watch this witnessing that takes place and and the power of God. And so when you go back to the scripture lesson, it goes to Mark 1 and 41. Jesus moved with compassion. Man, compassion, compassion, compassion is very strong. It's um, the, the compassion of the church, the compassion of our heavenly father is greater than the world out there things of that nature and the powers in the tongue oh flesh and carnality and these eyes were saying it'll never happen they'll never change I the reason we gotta have the Holy Ghost to help us and the word of God to help us and say but you know what I know a God that can change them I know a savior that can change them I know a Jesus that can turn this thing around and so all I know to do now once you present them Jesus it's up to them you hear me? And they got to be willing to come. And they got to be willing to lay it down. But if they're willing to do that, I don't care who they are, where they're coming from. He can set them free. He can make them whole. And so here we see, out of compassion, he put forth his hand. He took action and touching. Now remember, the leopards was the ones that had to put something over their unclean. I'm clean. Can't come near me. I'm unclean. We can relate to that, can't we? Don't come around here. I got COVID, man. Don't come over here. (laughs) Some of y'all like that. Some of you don't. (laughs) I understand it, but hey, we can relate to that, can't we? (laughs) When the UPS guy drives up and he kicks your bike out the door. (laughs) We had a few drive through the parking lot. Up y'all, you know, hey! I can't get out. I can't do nothing Just throw it in the back. <laughs> so we got a little idea of that, okay? And you know what? <laughs> How many of you run out there whenever they done that, and you hugged them up and just run him down? You know, <laughs> tackled him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're no part of that. The Lord said, Tim, not the Lord. I am mean, afraid of it, but I'm not going to get out there and wallow in it either. That's my point about snakes. <laughs> I'm not going to get in the barrels with them. <laughs> All I can tell them, if they could read, I'd put up signs for snakes, no trespassing in my yard. <laughs> hey, That stuff bothers me. That cotton mouth the other day, it bothered me. You know why? Because it's about four steps. And then I had to outrun my wife. She was on the moor. I thought she was going to run under the house where I could get to that shovel. <laughs> I didn't want it to go under that, that house. Best place for that dude, if I know he's dead, there may be more of them, but that one won't bite me. Can, are you hearing me? There's spirits serpents amen it's trying to always slip in trying to come in and, and destroy but you know what we got to make up in our minds i'm going to kill Hallelujah! he may send another serpent but that one's not coming back because i just cut his head off hallelujah i destroyed that one jesus is the often finisher amen to help me along this journey to keep myself separated keep now i'm not better and nobody in this house is better than anybody else we're not better but we got an obligation to keep clean because watch this ask something. Nurses and doctors that rounded up with COVID, what do they do with them? What do they have to do? What do y'all have to do? If you got diagnosed with COVID, did you get to go to work? Call it what the boss is. Well, Okay, let's go by the law. If you've done everything like you're supposed to by the government, if you, could, if you had COVID and you're diagnosed with COVID, could you go to work and help people? I don't care if you was the chief It disqualified you. Why? Because you just came contaminated. You just came polluted. That's the terms the Bible uses. And then the people want to know why the church wanted to keep herself separated. Because I'm going to tell you something. You can't save the world if you're dirty as the world. (laughs) When's the last time you took put your hand in in a jug of a motor oil and say, Come here, baby, let me clean you up. Don't you love it when them little granddaughters, amen, get through eating ice cream and cakes and chocolate cake and all that. And they got it here and they got it here and they got it here. And they want to come run and give you a hug and you got your suit on. I'm going to tell you what's happening in the world today. Hey, I'm not trying to be ugly, folks. It's Father's Day. But i will tell you what's happening in the world today. The church is trying to be just as dirty and filthy as the world and save the world. But it doesn't work. And it's not working. And that's the reason we're going down the tubes. So God needs a witness, a clean witness that says, but You know what? I'm clean, but you know, I'm not too clean that I can't touch the leopards. I'm not too clean that I can't touch the adulterer. I'm not too clean I can't touch the backslider. I'm not too clean, amen, I can't touch this or touch that. God, if you'll send me, I'm willing to touch them. I'm willing to touch them. I'm willing to touch them. Because the only way they're going to get out is somebody clean. has got to touch them. Somebody clean. So it's important. Now let's go back to the lesson, connection. He talks about this lady, Luke 8, 1 and 2. And it came to pass afterwards that he went throughout every city and village preaching. And showing glad, the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. And a certain woman. Which had been healed of evil spirits. And infirmities. Mary called Madeline. Out of whom went seven devils. Hmm. Did you read your lesson? It's powerful what this writer brings out about her. We never, we don't have a clue where Jesus met her. We don't have a clue where she first heard of him. And so the writer does, what's he? We don't know where Jesus found her. But wherever she was and whatever her status or circumstance were, she must have been miserable. She likely, listened to this one. She likely heard voices in her head or experienced sleepless nights with thoughts of self-harm and violence. Son, does that explain our world or not? Don't listen to them voices and them spirits out there that you don't need a church. That's a lie. you don't need a church family and that you don't need a God and that you don't need a Savior everybody has to come to that place in their lives saying I, I need a God I need a Savior I didn't know you for myself I got to experience you for myself because sometimes uncleanness is not so much your lifestyle but it's the absence of allowing God to be in your life. You can even be raised in a moral home and a moral society and still be lost and undone and without God. Somehow, as vessels of God, we got to walk and conduct ourselves in a way That everybody would come to that realization. I need that Savior. That's the love I need in my heart. The Bible said, has taught us that out of the abundance of the heart, man, the mouth speaketh. But also, what else? We show the love of God by what? By the Holy Ghost. It's this love that impacts our community. It's this love. That impacts a man, our families. It's this love, a man, that reaches out. And who knows where she came from? Who knows what kind of past that she had? We don't have a clue. He doesn't give, and I believe God does that on purpose. But we know one thing: she was delivered of seven devils. All the one I know of, it's more that we know by Scripture, is the Legion. And then Mary Magdalene. But you know what? From that time of deliverance, she went with him wherever he went. She became that disciple to follow him all the way to the cross. And then after the cross, and after the crucifixion and after the burial, she hooked up with Mary, two other Marys. As they make their way to that tomb. Huh. And they had, they'd already discussed, oh, just wonder who's going to roll the stone back. But to their amazement, when they showed up, the stone had already been rolled back. They observe and listen to the angels and the episode that unfolds. The, the Savior is gone, and they even question if you just tell us where you laid him, we'll get his body, we'll take his body. Huh. Still amazes me if you read the scriptures close. Huh. The Sadducees and Pharisees want to blame the disciples, and disciples want to blame somebody else. And... Nobody really believed that resurrection. But it's this Mary that after the other two seems, from all accounts of the scripture had made their way. Maybe this Mary was just lingering a little longer and just standing. But it's this Mary all of a sudden when she's questioned the garden. She thought there was a gardener. But then whenever he says Mary. She identified who he was by the voice. The voice, the voice. If there's ever been a time that you need to hear a clear voice and that's God's voice, it's now. If there's ever been a stage set by our nation, our world and time saying they're hearing so many voices and so many avenues and things but I'm telling you, we need to hear that clear voice. She never forgot the voice that set her free she never forgot the voice that delivered her from the seven demons she never forgot it i don't know where she was at what she was doing and how much in misery and all that other amen but you know what she didn't let her past dictate or control her but she's come looking listening for the voice thank god for the voice that'll ring out in our hearts thank god for the voice that'll ring out in our spirits and ring out in our minds i don't care where you've been i don't care what you've done if you haven't blasphemed against the holy Ghost, there's a voice that's reaching for you this morning there's a voice that's crying out for you today. I tell you God's voice is still just as real as it's ever been. God's voice is just as loving as it's ever been. Could it have been that that's a father? coming I mean, am to ask you when the prodigal came home was who was waiting on him who was at the door waiting with open arms and running out and wrapped himself up in that dirty boy? You don't tend to hogs and live the life he was living and spend all he had and come, amen. He didn't even have no shoes on. He didn't have no decent garments on. He smelled like no telling what. But that didn't stop his daddy from coming and wrapping him up and loving him and bringing him back in and replacing him and putting him back. Amen. We're able. I'm going to tell you something. God and the Holy Ghost in the pull of heaven of our Heavenly Father this morning is a voice in our life. He's trying to pull for souls. He's trying to pull for life. Come on, let's wake up and get ready to meet him in the mire, in the cloud. It's ever better time. We need it. We need it. We're living in a world that's in trouble. Living in a world that's the things that she has depended on for so long is slipping out from under her. But not the church. You and I, that has made up in our minds and our hearts, could cast our lot with Him. We can obey his voice. And, folks, I'm going to tell you, there's a whole lot more to this lesson. I didn't even get to nowhere near touch it about hearing this voice and keeping ourselves. I've said this here of late it's going to mean something. Get out of here, unspotted from this world. Because if there's any way at all that you can be deceived, it's going to happen. If there's any way at all that you can be shaken, it's going to happen. But thank God for this one. Because Jude said, we're going to pull them out of the fire. Hating even the garments, spotted, pulling them out. <laughs> you can't pull somebody out without reaching. You can't just stand back here. Come on, man, get it. Come on, you got it. No, no, you got it. You got it. You got it. To... Reach out there and get a hold of it. What about it this morning, church? This morning, I want y'all to come. Just, just play something. Get, get something. We're gonna sing. We're gonna give. I'm gonna give an opportunity for an altar call. I, I'm just not gonna just let. I know it's Father's Day. We got some time. You're off this evening. What about it this morning, church? What about it, ma'am? What about it, sir? He wants to be a voice in your life. He wants to bring you back into the fold. Or better yet, maybe this will be your first time to enter the fold. Maybe something's clicking on the inside of you. Say, I'm not ready but I want to get ready. I'm not as clean as, as, as I'd like to be, but I want I to. Want... I've been carrying some things, and I'm ready, to, I'm ready to be set free from it. I've been listening to some voices for a long time, but I'm ready for those voices to be silenced. I'm ready for some voices from the past that told me I'd never be any good. Told me I'd never mount to nothing. Or told me hey, may have told me you don't need God. You don't have to be baptized in Jesus' name. Or maybe the voice said, you, all that old wholeness, there ain't nothing to that wholeness. There ain't nothing to that separation. But now all of a sudden this morning, realization is setting in. Because leprosy is eating away at you. Sin is eating away at you. It may not be as visible on the outside. But what about on the inside? What about where the heart's at? What about where your spirit's at? What about your mind? You can't control things that like you want to. Now there's something controlling you. Hey, I'm in the Holy Ghost this morning, ladies and gentlemen. God's in the saving business. God's in the delivering business. We sung it Wednesday night. This is a soul-filling station and filling men with the power of God and the truth of God and the love of God. Not filling us up with worldly things and man-made things and religious things. No, we want God and the truth of God, the power of God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's nothing like it. As we stand in this house this morning, man as they come and sing. We're going to sing a song and we're going to give you some time here. We're not in that big hurry. We'll take care of our fathers. We love you this morning. We appreciate you. We're glad you took some time to come be with us and we're not trying to take advantage of nobody. But neither neither do I. I. just want to let it slip by. Amen. When I know it's an opportunity for somebody. Amen. That wants to step out and be touched. Amen. Maybe you want to step out and just 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 let God. Amen. The writer talks about it. He talks about uh, Joanne at the end of it. That dysfunctional family. Amen. Raised in a home that was full of alcohol. A mom and dad that was alcoholics and fussing and fighting all the time. And after a few years of that, they wound up and divorced And then she found herself, amen, in a place where, where she didn't know what direction she's going to go and what to do. But but thank God, amen, on the playground one day, there was a school teacher, amen, that experienced the same thing. And she comes and gives her a little time, her time, and tells her story about her and where she had been at one time, right where she was at. But look, where I'm at now and she told her the story about and it became, it became a blessing to her and if you go back and read it's a latter part of the, the lesson today it talks about how that whenever she's there fixing to go get her, her masters amen and she ponders all of this going on and she talks about a church she talks about a young uh, youth leaders willing to come and get every Friday night and bring her to, to church and talks about a pastor preaching about God and the love of God and the power of the Holy Ghost how they can help her and, and help her along the journey amen and, and then and she, she, she kind of comes to herself as Name, somebody's got to punch her. Say they're calling your name, and she makes her way across the stage. And there it is, a youth, thread pastor. Her wife is out there, and she could hear her voice cheering her own. God help us to be a voice. Help us to be a voice to the unclean. Help us be a voice unto the untouchable. Help us be a voice. Can I say this one? God, help me be a voice to somebody I've never been a voice to. I've tried a voice to this and I've tried a voice to that when they don't seem to want to hear it. They don't want to seem want to respond to it. But God, lead me to somebody that nobody's ever voiced to. God, lead me to somebody, a man, that's ready to hear it. It doesn't matter where they're at. It doesn't matter if they got leprosy this morning. It don't make any difference, God. You know When's the last time, church, when's the last time we just had a real passion to win somebody? I'd see some expressions on some faces this morning that concerns me very much. That we're no more concerned about being a voice. How many of you believe that this world's going to hell in a handbasket? How many of you believe that the majority of this world, I, I know I'm, I'm being, I'm pushing the buttons this morning. Huh. We believe that because we know what this book's taught us. We're not being judgmental. I'm not being judgmental, folks. But if I'm preaching the word and telling what's in this book, it's the book. It's a difference if I just made it up. If it was some candy stick. If it's just some little preference. But that's not the way it is. This is the word. This is the word. And you know what? We're all going to have to give account to this word. Folks, believe it or not, there'll be a day you'll remember this day. You'll have to give account. You'll remember this little country preacher warning you and holding up a black book before you and saying, Gotta give an account. But with this book, with the God of this book, with the Savior of this book, with the witness in Jesus Christ, the voice of this book, it can bring us out of any bondage. It can bring us out of any miry clay. It can bring us out of any circumstance and situation. And I'm to tell you something. It's not a time to start feeling sorry for yourself. There's a lot of people in their situation because they just simply feel sorry for them because they felt like they got the wrong deals and the bad deals and bad everything else. Well, why don't you take those bad deals and say, you know what? I'm going to let it drive me to the voice. I'm going to let it drive me to Jesus Christ. I'm going to let it drive me. Amen. I'm going to leave your chair. I'm going to leave here different than what I came Amen. I'm going to leave here Amen, with the voice of God in my life with a touch of God in my soul with a turnaround in my heart these altars are open they're coming to sing I'll we'll give you a few minutes here this morning about it it's going to be worth it'll be worth the walk it'd be worth the crawl if you had to crawl it'll be worth it on that day it's going to be worth it I promise you, God bless you
1: Jesus.
0: This morning, we have clean hands, and pure hearts, and vessels, vessels that God can use in this end time to impact our world, to, to reach out to touch the untouchable. You can be seated. Lord bless you this morning. Thank you for responding, and man, this is this is what it's really all about anyway, is seeing souls delivered. I got a special song they want to sing for us this morning, God bless them.
2: Tripping over the toys as I turn at the light. I whisper a prayer that someday you'll see. He's got a father and Jesus in me. Just like you, just like you. Cause he wants to be just like me. I wanna be a holy example for his innocent eyes to see. Help me be a living Bible Lord That my little boy can read I want to be just like you Cause he wants to be like me i got to admit I've got so far to go So many mistakes that I'm sure that you know Sometimes it seems no matter how hard I try with all the pressure life Just can't get it all right I'm trying so hard to learn from the best Being patient and kind filled with your tenderness So I know that I'll learn the things that he sees And the Father Jesus in me Be just like you Cause he wants to be just like me I want to be a holy example For his innocent eyes to see I want to be a living Bible Lord That my little boy can read I want to be just like you Cause he wants to be like me Cause he wants to be just like you because I want to be like
0: you Brother Brennan and Sister Mel, think about that one a minute. God help us to be the example to be like him. Because there's somebody following in my footsteps. And they're very close behind. Amen. And we wanna we wanna do the work that God wants us to do. And how true the song, it fell right in with our lesson. How many times we failed, and how many times we come up short, and how many times we, we look back, sometimes probably regret, man, I wish I'd have done this, I wish I'd have done that, I wish I'd how I many of this and I wish I'd have said this. Now that I thought about it, man, I could have said this, I could have done that, I <laughs> But you know what? God's still working on us, and through us, and through us. So thankful for it this morning. We want to give some honor to our fathers this morning. Appreciate them so much, man. Each one of you that has come to worship with us today, and uh, we we're, we're just so thankful that you would do that. Uh, time's precious. Time is probably more precious than anything you've got. And the older you become, the more precious you realize it really is. Every day's a gift. Every day's a gift so if you have a father if it's here or wherever take the time out maybe you have already this weekend uh it's kind of got stretched out a little bit because it's so busy but that's okay too amen to give honor amen to your fathers and so uh, we're just glad to have you to come be a part of this so we're going to start out this morning a man with the oldest i'm sure brother ford amen anybody 91 Okay, we got one that's 90. So, Brother Ford, I think I'll just bring it to you. That'd be all right. shape by the a amen, and his life and what it means to us. Amen. Now then this here may be a little harder. Who's the youngest dad here this morning? Whoop, there's one. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, how old are you? Twenty-five? Anybody younger than twenty-five? And a dad. <laughs> <laughs> I see some hands starting to go up. (laughs) Uh, You got to qualify. All right, come on, Red Okay, I need a young gentleman. Mike, won't you come help me? Did everybody get a number? All the dads get a number? Come on, get a number, get a number. You never know. Man, that may be a maybe a thousand dollar check in here. <laughs> I gotta said a million. Okay, buddy. Everybody ready? Number eight. Number eight number eight okay get another number one number one Brother Ford said that would be he. <laughs> That's according to who you ask. <laughs> number 14. 14. Have y'all looked, make sure to see what number you got? <laughs> Number 21. 21, brother JJ, look at him. All right. Last time, huh? Thank you. You. Number 17. 17.
2: Number six. All
0: right, Brother Quinn. Thanks, you brought off the proof, brother. <laughs>
1: Number 12.
0: Number 12, both of them. 12, 12, <laughs> 12, okay, my goodness.
2: <laughs> Number 20.
0: You're doing a good job, buddy. Did you say 20? prophet in the house, a prophet in the house, man. Let's give all the dads a good hand this morning. Appreciate each one of you, man, to be here today. But let me say that, not only here today, but for your family to uh, provide and to protect. Those are two very important um, Commodities of this day and time. Uh, to make a stand for your family. To make a stand for the Lord and for truth. Uh, families are under attack. We need dads to stand up like never before. To be a voice like never before. To be an example like never before. Not to listen to some of all this other. Not to follow all that. Man, if you you've listened to some of them, man, they can, they can paint you a pretty picture. And they make it sound like... But I'm going to tell you something. Amen. It's nobody more important than your family. Noah saved his family. Amen. Built that ark of 120 years as a preacher of righteousness. You be a righteous man. Be a godly man. Uh, the benefits, they're, they're just great in this life. But what about that one to come? Amen. To be that example. To leave that inheritance amen for your children i promise you if they, that if they see the day that they have to walk into this place or some other place and uh they have to face a funeral if i could put it that way amen i'm telling you that'll be worth all the money in the world to be able to walk in that place with a comfort insurance to know that my dad lived for god my dad loved me and he loved my family and he was willing. He wasn't perfect because none of us is perfect. But you know what? He was a willing vessel. And he'd done what he could. And he'd done an awesome job. And we love him. Hey, that's going to be the greatest testimony for all of us. All right. Love you. Appreciate you. Going to let you be, be missed in the fear of God. Everybody leave immediately.
3: <laughs> We're not going to let you get off that easy. <laughs> Happy Father's Day to every father here today. So glad you all come out today to this wonderful service. Didn't Pastor Moore do a great job this morning? Mm. I was trying to—I was trying to think of some good stories I could tell. You know, when I got up here, <laughs> but you know, one thing does—and it's probably pretty comical to y'all—but but it it rings out in in my memory. Uh, I was I was a young man. Me and Brooke, I was all, over, over there all the time. And, uh, Brother Moore kept telling me, he said, "Hey, don't go over there near near copper, he'll bite you he, when he's eating he will bite you, no matter who you are and of course, you know me, I had to go over there and, and get get close as I could, and he bit me, of course, and the first thing, and I'll never forget this, Brother Moore come to me and he said, "I told you, and hey he- <laughs> he could have beat the fire to me, and it wouldn't have hurt me any worse so those words he said, but you know, even at my pastor. That's that's what I still want that effect on me and for my family. Because this man is standing between us and hell. And he's like Brother McCain used to say, he's flagging us down. And and I wanna just like this morning, what a what a word that he brought to us this morning. And we've gotta hear the voice the voice of God, which is our man of God. Like brother Ford just preached here last Sunday night and done a very great job. Hey, and you know, I, I think about Abraham and Isaac, you know. Abraham he, he done what, what God told him to do. And but you know, we're, we're Isaac. We got we gotta listen to the man of God. It could have been totally different. Isaac could have said, Hey, I'm I'm not gonna do that. I, I don't I don't really I don't really believe what you're saying. But he trusted his father that he, and he was gonna go. And hey, this is a solid rock. He's never changed in, in, in the 27 years he's been here, and I want to go with him to the end. Let's give our pastor a hand. All right,
0: let's give back to Brother Brennan. Done a good job this morning. Love and appreciate him and his family. Love all of you. Appreciate you so much this morning. We really do. Thank you for your faithfulness and commitment. And you can just continue to stand. We're going to let you be dismissed. Got a busy afternoon. Let's pray for one another. Lift up one another. Don't forget, kids count tomorrow. Leaving here in the van at 6 o'clock in the morning. All the kids, it's going to count. 6 in the morning, okay? Okay, it's about a 4, four and a half hour drive. Uh, so they need to leave about 6. Have plenty of time to get there and get checked in and all that good stuff. All right? Don't forget, 6 o'clock. Everybody got it? 6 o'clock. Van leaving in the morning. 6 o'clock. Everybody's going. All right? If you got any other whatever, get with Brother Brendan. He's carrying them. And stay with them. And So we're ready. All right? Love you again. Appreciate you. That's right. Got some gifts for all the men. If you go out the doors here to the right, please get those. Please get them, get them, get them, okay? Because they'll be left behind if you don't. And we want you to have them. All right? God bless you.